Asalaamu Alaikum, sisters. Um, we're here today um, with the beautiful Carol May, and we're going to be talking about losing weight without dieting. And I know there's a lot of sisters on this group that are struggling to lose weight. Um, I've been there myself in the past. And um, Carol's got an, an alternative way to do this. So I'm really excited to um, listen to Carol and um, listen to her tips and how we can reframe dieting and um, not have to do all these crash diets and put so much pressure on ourselves. So welcome, Carol. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to have you. I'm so excited to hear so much about what you have to share with us. <laughs> so I'm going to put it over to you. Tell us more about you. <clears throat> yes, so I am... I've styled myself as the disruptive health coach because I am disruptive, because I am a rebel and I am a woman on a mission, really. Um, I have spent my whole life just hating my body, um, <clears throat> wanting to be smaller, wanting to take up less space and um fighting my body really and yet I loved food I still love food um I I initially qualified as a home economist and a cordon bleu chef and cooking is my thing I love cooking socializing being with other people <clears throat> and that part of my life has always been really important but what I discovered was that despite all of the training that I then went on to do um, in counseling, coaching, um, nutrition and eating disorders and a whole lot more, I still couldn't heal myself. I could not be the weight that I wanted to be. I could not look like I wanted to be. And it took over my life. And then six, just over six years ago now, um, after my divorce had gone through, and I've been on my own now for 12 years, um, I was working with somebody who I'd worked with before, but I was working with her about letting go of all of my anger, all of my... Um, disappointment at, at, at not making my marriage work mm. and all of that side of things um <clears throat> and when I finally stopped resisting letting go because I felt entitled to all of those feelings all of those emotions all of that thinking all mm. of that disappointment when I let go of it all 44 pounds of weight went with it wow 44 pounds of excess fat went 21 pounds in the first four weeks um I only realized I was losing weight or releasing weight as I like to say when my trousers fell down at work yeah. and <laughs> I weighed myself and realized that I had dropped 21 pounds I hadn't been dieting I hadn't been thinking even thinking about it not weighing myself, nothing. I didn't do any of that anymore. And my body went on to release um, a further 23 pounds. And, and I realized that 
there was more to this um, weight balancing malarkey than mm. I had been led to believe. And that began my alternative journey to being the disruptive health coach and researching and researching and researching. I discovered there was a book called Losing Your Pounds of Pain. And that's exactly how it felt for me. I'd oh. said that to my coach. And because what I hadn't realized until then was that there is a link there is a very strong link between our pain, whatever that is. That could be abuse. It could be um, just stress. It could be something hurtful somebody said donkeys years ago, or even when you were a child, which you took on board. For me, it started when I was very, very tiny and my father was in the Navy and he used to go away for months on end. And for me, that was abandonment. I made that into abandonment. And then, my goodness, when I was 39, he went and died. How very dare he leave me again? And <clears throat> if we don't process all of these emotions that we all feel, every day of our lives we feel these emotions, if we are not able to process them because either we have never been taught, which is usually the reason why, mm. we have nobody to help us do this. They remain in our body. And what happens is our body gets bigger to accommodate all of this pain. And yes, we might at some point eat overeat carbohydrates or we might overeat something um, because we are also using food to smooth out all of that pain just to smother it all to push it right back down again because it is too painful and too hard to deal with but eventually your body just goes I can't do this anymore and so we can then become ill. Um, so any strange pain in our body, particularly back pain, so lower back pain, how many days have all of us, nearly all of us, experienced lower back pain? And lower back pain is actually resentment. It's where oh. we carry resentment. Oh. And... <clears throat> You know, it, it's all, all of this, there is a word for it. I can't remember what it is because I'm an old bird now. You know, I'm 66, so I'm a bit of an old bird. And sometimes my, my memory goes a little bit, so I can't remember the word for it. But there is a word um, <clears throat> that describes all of this side of our lives. And it's the side of our lives that we know is there intuitively. We're born knowing all of that. We are born intuitive beings. You know, you, you put a small child near somebody who's dying. They know that person's dying because they can see all that person's guides around them. They can feel it. They know. Oh. And my own son did that with my father-in-law. 
And <clears throat> but what happens in society is that we learn to suppress all of that. Because if we talk about that in a public place, people laugh at us, mm. particularly if we're women. And it, it's, so we learn to suppress it. And then we lose our connection. We lose our connection with ourself, with our own inner wisdom, with our own body. We lose all of that. So the work I do is reconnecting women with their true self, with their body, learning how to listen to their body's wisdom again, learning to listen to when it says, I'm hungry. And when it says, actually, I'm just thirsty. Or I just need a rest. Or I just need to talk to somebody. And that's a, something we've all experienced in the last year with repeated lockdowns is <clears throat> that, you know, I live on my own at the moment and I found it particularly hard because I couldn't see, physically see, my nearest and dearest. I couldn't have a hug. I couldn't have any of those things which... I really missed. And as a result, in the first lockdown, my body started carrying extra weight because I was in pain, mm -hmm. in emotional pain. And, you know, I, I'm a great believer that in life, we are always shown things that we need to work on mm. and everything is a lesson absolutely everything is a lesson and it's if we look on everything that we experience as a, a, as a lesson or as a gift even absolutely a gift <clears throat> and what I can see now looking back is my gift in that time was the knowledge that I'd stopped listening. I'd stopped listening to my body. I'd stopped processing stuff. I'd become disconnected. And so my body did what it does best, which is store all of that pain in, in my body. And in order to do that, it had to get a little bit bigger. So, <clears throat> you know, I am really passionate about this. Um, also, if you like, from a much more feminist perspective. In that, and this has become quite prominent in the last week particularly in London, hasn't it? And about how women are treated. And, <clears throat> and I think that there's a whole lot, well, I know there's a whole load of propaganda out there um, perpetuated by very successful dieting companies, very successful marketing companies um, in order to sell more stuff and make more money. 
in all of those messages, what, what happens is that women in particular feel guilt and shame. Mm, I hear you. And you know what, Shahida, as women, mm. we already feel a lot of guilt and shame. We feel guilt and shame about so much in our lives. And then we add to that guilt and shame about our body. And you know what? Our bodies are beautiful. Our bodies are creative. We create children. And, you know, our bodies are amazing things that enable us, enable our soul to live in this lifetime. And it just needs love and nurturing. It doesn't need dieting. And, you know, I mean, I, could, I can give you all sorts of statistics and, and everything else, um, but I won't bore people with that. But <laughs> basically, <clears throat> you know, there is this, there's this myth that fat kills. Actually, it doesn't. Mm. Because... On average, overweight people live longer than so-called normal weight people. Wow, that's right? interesting, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Right? So women with a BMI between 25 and 35 are the longest lived on this planet. Well, that's interesting. I think that's yeah. really interesting. <laughs> right? <clears throat> um, and... And then it says, well, you know, if you lose weight, you live longer. Actually, no, you don't. <laughs> so um, no study, there's been no study that's shown that at all. Absolutely none at all. And, and then it says, you just have to eat less and do more to lose weight. No, nope, actually, it doesn't work like that with women. Mm. You know, we have our biology. Our biology affects everything. Women's biology is so much more complex than men's. Our brains are so much more complex. Did you know we have 13,000 more words in our vocabulary than men? Wow, no, <laughs> definitely not. And those words are the words we learn when we talk to our girlfriends when we're younger. Mm. We learn those words. Those words describe how we feel. That's why men can't just tell you how they feel. They have no idea, mm. right? So <clears throat> all of the stuff, all of the weight, all of the diets that are out there have only ever been tested on men and rats. Well, they work on men and rats. They don't work on women. They affect our biology. Our biology affects them. Our biology works against weight loss because when we, before menopause, we are designed to always be able to have babies and feed them. So our biology is, is that primitive. Our biology says you will hold on to weight. We will slow down your metabolism. You will hold on to weight. <clears throat> if food is short, that's what we'll do. We'll slow down your metabolism. So I can hold on to it because otherwise you can't have babies. Mm. Right? Um, <clears throat> and after menopause, what happens is our hormones are still fighting against it. 
So as women, it's time for us to stand up and say, actually, I am really healthy as I am. And <clears throat> I won't tell you what BMI means in my vocabulary because that would mean swearing on air. And I don't think that's a very good thing to do. But <laughs> suffice to say that <clears throat> I don't have any time for BMI. Um, <clears throat> and they keep moving the goalposts anyway. So, um, and if I tell you that, you know, breakfast being the best meal of the day was an advertising campaign by, let me see, Kellogg's. The myth that we need five portions of fruit and veg a day was also an advertising campaign by the Fruit and Veg Marketing Association. The myth that we have to walk a minimum of 10,000 steps a day was also a marketing campaign to sell more step counters, Garmin, whatever they were, <clears throat> right? These have now been, been taken on as truths by the medical profession. They are not truth. They are nothing. They are made up. There are many more myths out there. And it is time that Women just said, I am going to be healthy. Now, being healthy is much more than just the food you eat. Yeah. Being healthy is being able to process all of your emotions, all of your feelings. And being so mental health is as important as your physical health. They are connected. As a society, we tend to push them under the carpet. You know, women are classed as emotional because we cry. Actually, no, crying releases stuff. Mm. And you know, I, I feel a rise now in, in the feminine, if you like, in the world. And I think that the... <clears throat> The incidents um, on Clapham Common over the weekend mm. are showing that women are now standing up. Begin to stand up and say, no, we're not prepared to put up with this anymore. Do you know what? That's so powerful. The, just that statement, I'm going to be more healthy. Yes. Like not just what I eat, but everything. Yeah. Throw the scales away. They are mm. meaningless. They really are. They're not helpful. Your clothes will tell you mm. whether you are getting bigger or not. Now, menopause can make our body reshape itself. Mm. mine did so you know I, I my boobs grew 
hugely. Oh, wow. And I, okay. I ended up looking like my mother. And, and I thought, I don't want these. I'm used to think the, you know, them being much smaller than this, mm. much more manageable than this. I can't do anything about that. That was my hormones that did mm. that. My sister didn't have that problem. My sisters are exactly the same as they were before menopause. But do you know what? Mine are bigger, so they weigh more. Mm. <laughs> I can't do anything about that. Our basic body shape is what we were born with. It's like the size of our feet, the height we grow to, the size of our hands. Our shape and where we carry fat, because women are designed to carry fat, mm. <clears throat> it varies between all of us. We are all unique because it's genetic. It's so true, true, Carol, what you said. Sometimes we're not going to look like what we want to look like. No. Because of our, the way our body shape is, the way yeah. our biology is. And it's just loving yeah. ourselves the way we are today and starting yeah. off as that. Yeah. Because she is trying very hard every day to support us. Mm. You know, our heart keeps going anyway. Our digestion keeps going anyway. Now, <clears throat> I know that what's very common as we get older is developing type 2 diabetes, for instance. And some of us genetically are more prone to that than others. And, <clears throat> you know, I, I have a client at the moment, she's actually quite young, she's in her 30s, and she has type 2 diabetes, both her parents do, and her grandparents. So there is a genetic element in that. Mm. That absolutely is. <clears throat> and I know, you know, some of us, will have you know we're more likely to develop it than others now if we are in that place then yes looking at what we eat will make a big difference yes we could just take medication actually i don't particularly want to i don't need to i don't have type 2 diabetes um <clears throat> But, you know, looking at what we eat and how much we eat of some foods can be helpful when it comes to type 2 diabetes. Absolutely no doubt. But it's not about your weight. It's about what's going on inside you with all the sugars that are floating about and working with your body not against it. Mm. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> That's so interesting. So I, you know, I do help some, some of my clients come with type 2 diabetes. So we mm -hmm. do look at that. I don't put them on a diet. 
I'm just looking at what are they eating and how could we change that slightly? It's not about the calories. It's not about the diet. It's not about the weight. It's about their health. Do you know, I love what you said about how we carry this weight. It's, mm -hmm. We're carrying everything from the past as well. Mm. And then when we're releasing it and you're releasing that pain, I have never heard that in that, you know, <laughs> in that form before. But yeah. it's so true, isn't it? It's like it's coming from something much deeper than yes. what we're seeing in the outside. We're always focusing on the exterior so much. Yeah. But the exterior is just reflecting what's going on inside. Yeah. When I get told I don't look my age. Mm. <clears throat> well, there was a time when I probably looked 90 quite frankly, and that was because of the weight of pain that was dragging me down. Wow. When I let go, and it's a continuous process, you, <clears throat> you know, you, it, you start it, but there's always something else coming up. Mm. <clears throat> but when you've learned how to do it, you can let that go as well, right? But before that, <clears throat> I clearly looked my age, if not older. Once I'd started letting go, people started saying to me, oh, my goodness, you look so well. Now, I didn't see a difference in my face, mm. but those around me did. Happiness and makes people look more youthful as well, doesn't it? Absolutely. It really does. Happiness is a choice. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I read, read, a, read a post on LinkedIn this week about, you know, people wanting to be wealthy in order to be happy. And I said, mm. no, you can be happy now. I know, right now, this can moment. <laughs> now. Right now, this minute. Yes. Right now, this minute, yes. you can choose to be happy. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It may seem and feel impossible. Mm. But when you've learned how to change your thinking, you can do that. So, <clears throat> you know, at the moment, I'm looking outside my window. The weather is changing all the time. I mean, it's sunny, then it's cloudy. But do you know what? I'm just happy it's not raining. So instead of looking at it and go, oh, oh, the sun keeps going in. I'm looking at it and going, thank goodness it's not raining. Simple thing. It just changes it. It feels different. We're using different words. And I'm thinking that because this afternoon I am actually meeting up with a friend one-to-one -one outside for a coffee, mm. which is why I'm glad it's not raining. Mm. <clears throat> I've not seen her since the summer. 
the thought of that makes me feel happy. Mm, I'm not thinking how sad it is that we haven't met for so long because we have talked. We've talked on video. We talked on the phone. You know, we've texted. We've done all sorts. Not that we haven't been in contact. We just haven't met up. So I'm just focusing on the joy of that. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have a lot of sisters who think that, who I was the same as well when I get to, to size 12 or size 14 or whatever size they want to get to I'm going to be happy then I'll be happy mm-hmm. when I'm this size mm. and like we can be happy today yes so yes, Carol can. what can we do um like what can we implement right now um what would you advise us what I, <clears throat> I think my, my what I would lo- love some of the ladies to start doing is just looking in the mirror, just at their face. I'm not asking you to stand naked in front of a mirror full length or anything <laughs> like that, right? It's just look at your face <clears throat> in the mirror, look yourself in the eye and say, I love you. I am going to look after you. I will always care for you and nourish you. It sounds simple, Mm. but if you don't love yourself right now, it's not a simple exercise. You may cry. That's okay. What I also get clients to do is to, if you've got lipstick or um, a felt, you know, a felt tip that you can write on a mirror, you can then wipe off if you need to, write on it, I am enough. And just repeat that to yourself out loud Mm. every time you look in that mirror. I am enough. I am enough. I am enough. However, whatever you want to do, I am enough. You know, I mean, you can put the emphasis anywhere you like. It's so powerful, Carol. Mm. Those words are so powerful. Mm. Especially when you never thought about them before or you never believed them before yeah and just notice do you believe it when you say I love you do you believe it or do you actually look away because if you don't right now it's okay it's judgment Absolutely no judgment whatsoever. Just the keep practicing. fake as well. At the beginning, it will feel like it's all fake. Yes, it will. Yeah, I remember that a couple of years ago. And mm. it's almost like you say it, but you don't definitely don't believe it when you first do it. No, you don't. But <laughs> <clears throat> uh, when you're ready, when you can say that to your face... 
and really believe it, then you can progress to looking at yourself naked in a full length mirror or just in your undies, doesn't really matter. <clears throat> and say the same things. And you know what? We all carry scars. Mm. Not just emotional scars, we carry physical scars. I have two C-section scars. One's vertical, one's horizontal. Makes my tummy look horrendous. It used to be flat and beautiful. Not anymore. It's never going to be. But do you know what? It's me. Yeah. This is me. You know that song from The Greatest Showman? This is me. I love it. Right? I absolutely love it. Yeah. It's on my playlist. Sometimes I have it on really loud and I'm singing it. Mm. You know, this is me because the me that I'm talking about is inside. Mm. But if we don't love and cherish ourselves, we haven't got a hope of loving and cherishing other people. We simply haven't. It's really, it sounds simple, but as you've just, you know, if you just, as you just said, Shahida, it, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. It's so powerful. Sisters, if you can do this every day, and I know it's going to sound, at, the, at first it just sounds like it's so fake and it's not true, but do it every day. I promise you it gets easier, better, and then one day you're going to look in that mirror and you're going to be like, damn, I look good. I promise you, you will get to that stage. Yes, you will. When I was first asked to do it, I thought, yeah, right. Who's going to make me? You and whose army, right? I can do that now. Mine's an old body now. But I know while my body may get physically weaker as I get older, Inside, I am really strong. Mm. That's what gets me through each day. So I hope some of that was helpful. There's a lot of good takeaways here and it's, it's amazing, isn't it? Like we don't, we never think about food and where it goes and like the, how that whole, that journey is that we have with food. And it's actually so much deeper. Like I would never associate that with things from the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love, yeah. And I love the fact that Noli said, I love you. I'm going to take care of you and I'm going to nourish you. Mm-hmm. It's just, re, you know, just using those affirmations and saying that to yeah. yourself. So then when you do pick up something, you just think, is this going to nourish me? Mm. You know, one of the phrases that I use when I'm 
out and about, which obviously we've not been doing much lately, is, is this food good for me to eat? Mm. Really interesting. My granddaughter, <clears throat> she's just, she's two and a little bit. Her mother was not brought up like I brought up my children with home-cooked food. Mm. So a treat was to go to McDonald's, which I never did with my children. Mm. And last Friday, <clears throat> her mother took her to McDonald's to meet a friend. Well, you know, drive through, obviously. And they went to the park to eat their McDonald's, after which my granddaughter had digestive issues all night. Wow. And when my daughter-in-law told me, I went, well, yeah, because it's not good enough to eat. Mm. And she said, but it's a treat. No, it's not, actually. A treat for me would be having something freshly cooked with love. Mm. Not some manufactured stuff mm. full of nasties. It's funny you said that, actually, because when my sister, she went on the really cleanse and only eating, you know, wholesome, good food. Mm -hmm. And then when she had takeaway the other day, because it was the anniversary of her, thought, OK, let's get takeaway. Both of them had upset tummy because their body <laughs> is so used to clean food. Yes. And now this, you know, <clears throat> takeaway food. Their body couldn't digest it properly. No. No. Because it's full of things that their body wasn't used to. And they couldn't enjoy it. Yeah. So, you know, home-cooked food, definitely. Mm. Now, <clears throat> you know, my middle nephew, he's a, he's a great foodie. So for him... He, he posts his food pictures on Instagram for me for me to see. He expects me to comment. And <clears throat> some of these things I go, you, good heavens, Mark, what the earth is that? <clears throat> but other times, because he's got a local bakery. He lives in, um, he lives near Clapham, I think. <clears throat> and goes to a local bakery and bought these um, sausage rolls but they were nearly all sausage and hardly any roll. So very little pastry, just a nice little bit of flaky pastry around the outside. <clears throat> they were homemade in the bakery with love. Beautiful things. Absolutely beautiful. Now, you go to the supermarket and buy a sausage roll. It's all pastry and no sausage. Mm. Much, right? <clears throat> so for me... Would I eat the bakery one? Yes, I would, and really enjoy it. Would I eat the supermarket one? No, I wouldn't. Absolutely not. Doesn't appeal to me at all. So it's the same with any <clears throat> food. For me, 
It's, is this good for me to eat? Or is this good enough for me to eat? That's the other question. Is this good enough? Will my body enjoy this? Will I enjoy it? And if the answer is no, don't eat it. They are good questions, isn't it? Yeah, your body knows what it wants. And what it doesn't want. I actually teach my clients, <coughs> excuse me, a thing called the, the, I call it the sway test. Mm. But it's kinesiology, basically. And you're asking your body, does it want a particular food? And it will tell you yes or no. Our body knows. But if we're tuned into our intuition, we know. We know anyway. We don't need the sway test. We just know. What about Sometimes Carol we when we're when we're running around um, and we're really busy, and then we just pick up. We're really hungry as well at the same time, mm-hmm. and then we yeah. just want something to just fill that <sighs> void. Yeah, and we grab mm-hmm. the first thing that's next to us. Yeah. So what? 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 Like what? What sort of thing? Like it might be a packet of crisps, you know, the easiest thing that's next to you, just to feel that little. Yeah. So you're you're better off with nuts. Nuts. Okay. Much better off with nuts mm. than crisps. <clears throat> okay. I always keep nuts in the house. Now, children, of course, young children can't eat nuts. Mm. Um, there is more. There's more and more being manufactured now that. <clears throat> is slightly healthier for children. My granddaughter eats a thing called pom bears. Oh, I love pom bears. (coughs) Yeah. Well, so does her father. So sometimes she goes to the cupboard and she goes, Daddy's eating my pom bears. Um, So, but, you know, if you keep nuts, um, I always have um, some frozen mixed berries in the Mm. freezer. And I always have yogurt in the fridge. Mm. So if necessary, <clears throat> I, can, I can have the two together. Make it into a slush puppy or something type of thing. Um, <clears throat> I actually make, when the weather's warmer, I actually make different types of ice lollies. Um, usually with a bit of um, cacao powder in so that I can have a chocolate lolly. And so I use peanut butter, um, cacao powder, and um, a banana. And <clears throat> I think I put some milk in there as well. Yes, I do. Um, and smush it all up. And then I make it into lollies. It's in the fridge. Oh, that hits Yeah, the that sounds lovely. So really, yeah. so having um, healthy snacks and stuff on the go that yeah. you can just quickly grab yeah when you're having always that have, peckish yeah always, absolutely you know always have nut butter always mm. have nut butter in the in the cupboard and you could have that with fruit yeah so you know an apple <clears throat> and nut butter always that's a good one um 
<clears throat> you can um, you can buy. I I found in shops like Aldi and um, Lidl, they do what I call um, fruit and nut bars, but that's all they are. You know, they're just um, <clears throat> dates and nuts together, smushed together, if you like. Um, I buy those and then I keep them in my bag so that, you know, if I am out and about and I get caught or like this morning I'm on constant calls, then you know, I can have that quickly in between. And I know that it's goodness because it is, you can look at the ingredients list mm. and it just says dates and cashew nuts or dates and almonds. That's all that's in it. That's such a great idea. Just keeping some snacks in your bag. Yeah. For when you are out and about, because you do have that moment, then you, then you're not tempted to quickly go through a drive through or, get no. something that's probably not as nourishing for your body exactly <clears throat> I used to when I used to go up to London and leave mm. really early in the morning I'm not a breakfast person mm. <clears throat> I used to take with me um just I used to take my breakfast with me so and I don't eat carbs in the morning my body mm. doesn't like it anymore so I used to take two hard-boiled eggs and an avocado and then I could have it when I needed it. Mm. And you, sometimes that would be before I went to the meeting or something. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, you can, food is transportable. Don't ever rely on there being food where you're going. Mm. Always have some emergency thing with you. Just for you, just as you would do for, for your children. You know, we'd never go out without something for the children in our bags. Do it for ourselves as well. Yeah, that's such a great idea. You know, and, <clears throat> and when you look at, you know, when we go back to going, meeting up in coffee shops and things, you can just have the coffee. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to, you know, you don't actually have to eat anything if you don't want to. Go inside yourself. Are you actually hungry? Yeah. Most of the time, not. Actually, what we're hungry for is human contact. Mm. That is so true. Do you know what, mm. Carol? It's it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here, and you know. Thank you teaching us all those those deep places that our weight is associated with it's just like it's just some of it is just so new to me and I hope that it helps some of our sisters here who are lo looking to lose weight and we're trying to lose weight for you know within a certain date and putting a lot of yeah. pressure on ourselves I hope this helps them as well and to reframe everything and reframe dieting as a whole and just yeah. looking at you know, what I got from it is just be healthy, like all round mm. and be good mm. to yourself and kind to yourself. Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, I, I have a client and she said to me, I can't not eat 
carbohydrate mm. when I go to my mum's because she makes the best chapatis ever. Yeah. So I said, well, how many do you normally have? She said, well, three or four. I said, well, maybe just have one and really enjoy it. She said, oh, I'd not thought about that. Just really, yeah. Yeah, just really enjoy one of your mother's chapatis made with love. Yeah. Really focus on it. Really enjoy it. Not just woof it down so you can get to the next one. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Ramadan is coming up and it's always... (laughs) When we finish, like, when Ramadan ends and then we go back to eating food, we really appreciate food. Like, you really appreciate the taste of the flavours, everything, because, you know, after fasting, you know, you appreciate it so much more. It's almost like eating for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, it's just appreciating and having it slowly and, like really, really, you know, thinking about what you're eating. Yes. Yes. Focusing. You enjoy it more. You so enjoy it more when you consciously, like, mindfully eat. <laughs> Mindful eating. Yes, that's a whole other subject, isn't it? But yes. Um, <clears throat> mindful eating. I'm just astounded. We had brunch on Sunday for mm. Mothering Sunday. And my son was the last person to sit down and eat because he mm. was cooking and he was the first person to finish. And I just thought, oh, my goodness, he's a speed eater. <laughs> it's just, you know, <clears throat> not not helping him. No. And he's like, you're probably thinking, oh, my gosh, you missed out on all of those flavours, all of that hard work we put in. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the same. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. you know, I, I teach my clients mindful eating by starting with one raisin. Mm. And they have to keep that in their mouth for five minutes. Oh, wow. I, I know. I'm going to try love, that. You know. I'm going to try tough it. Tough love. Yeah. See how that works. <laughs> so, Carol, how can, um, how can we find you? So if anybody wants more information from you or wants to know more about what you do, how can we get um, in touch with you? Yes, so I am on social media. So I am on Facebook LinkedIn and um, Instagram, um, and you will find it. Find me as Carol May. Um, it may then say the disruptive health coach after it. Okay. Um, <clears throat> and I have a page on Facebook, which is called All Shapes and Sizes Solutions. Um, if any of the ladies wish to just have a chat, I am quite happy to just have a chat. Just, just private message me on any of those platforms. And, you know, I'll happily give you some free time just to talk about it. Amazing. What I'll do is I'll put your details on the post as well. So, Um, If any of our sisters wants to connect, they can find you easily on there as well. Thank you so Mm -hmm. much, Carol, for being on here. And sisters, I hope you have a lovely day. And Carol, you too. Hope you enjoy your time with your friend. Thank you. Thank you so much. I look forward to seeing you soon. (laughs)
Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay, Carol. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye now. Bye.